back live in the studio. Six pack Lapidat and Paul Marinzan. And um, today we got uh, 83 kilo kingpin of the USAPL. I was about to say USAPL kingpin. That's uh, yeah. That's that. That's that's, that's, that's it, a big yeah, one. Yeah. In terms of all the nations you could possibly be the kingpin of U.S. is that's a murderer's row of of, of contenders he's got coming up, especially this year. Like every year is going to be a tough year. Oh, this year's way different than any other. Year. I feel like though it's it's yeah like. Any one of these guys on any given day could win the world championships. If you look at the totals for the worlds, um, I mean, in just this summer, um, obviously Brett put together a historical performance, 830.5. But the year before, Brett was 795. And how many of these guys might possibly total over 800? Well, we covered it last week. With, like, 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 we covered it last week with Joe. Like, realistically, any of these guys can total 800 on a day yeah. right now. Yeah, there's, there's like top five who are just all huge ballpark if they go nine for nine and have one of those dates. So um, by far, toughest nationals to win and tougher than a lot of international competitions. Um, like the Euro winning the Europeans, there is no Americans, there is no Brett Gibbs. Yeah, and Europeans, yep. look, like Europe, powerlifting Europe, fucking it's, strong, okay? A <laughs> lot of contenders. Not only is it strong, but it keeps growing and growing as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's still and the talent pool and it's just getting better and better. Yeah, and still the U.S. national is probably better than European championships, North American. Uh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just it's but just again, on another level. What other sport, or I should say, what other federation within our sport do you have twelve hundred people show up for a national yeah. championship? Yeah, that's insane. And and um, and because they have such, you know, I wonder how many people around the world are signed up with the IPF, and then how many people are USAPL. The ratio. What ratio do they take? I'm wondering. It's a good question. It'd be, because it'd be they, interesting to hear. They got find a out. shitload, sir. Now, their nationals aren't that hard to get into. In Canada, you got to go through local meet, then provincial, then regional, whatever the fuck, yeah. and, then, and then nationals. And then you get to go to nationals if you've done all that. And then on top of all that, you need, you need a certain qualifying total for the regionals, provincials, and nationals. Yeah, and our qualifying totals are pretty high. So it's, um, and they do it on purpose to trim it. Whereas U.S., they want as big as possible. I, some of these people, I don't know if it is still now, but um, last year it was like, this is her second competition. You know, second which, competition. <laughs> and she's a national. Which is insane to you think You know, you hear the announcer is, say that, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, for us in Canada, we're like, man, you can't make it. You can't make it to provincials that quick. Like, it, it's like, they make you go to three different comps just to get to nationals. Yeah. Anyone listening from U.S., in Canada, you are not. A, I don't care how big your total is. They're like you're qualifying yeah, no, high enough. You have to do a local meet, then provincial, then a regional, which is basically for anyone listening, not from Canada. You got like all your provinces, and then you have like Western nationals, which will be all the provinces in the West go to that one, and then the East, all the provinces East, and then Central, obviously all the provinces in Central, and then nationals. So there's like levels to this game and then after a full year competing all over canada you're welcome to the nationals yeah which is a good way to go in my opinion because that way you don't get a lot of inexperienced lifters you don't get a lot of lifters that are bombing out like you, you get some you get, you get people that have at least been in the game this girl i'm not gonna drop her name to be quite honest i can't remember her name this is from a couple of years ago but her second meet was nationals and i think it was her boyfriend handling her i know i don't know his story either how, how new he is to powerlifting but um they did something like he she missed her opener on like a technicality, 
And they thought, fuck it, let's go up anyways. Jumped up 30 pounds. 30 pounds, bro. You, and I'm saying this to her, to her handler. Yeah. You miss the first one technicality. What if you miss your second on strength? You fucked. Yeah, you've got, nowhere, you've got nowhere to I, go at that point. So I appreciate the fact that you missed the first one on technicality and she'll probably hit it. Fucking hit it then. Because if you don't get this 30 pounds, you it's a whole nother lift. And then you jump. Exactly. If you want, you can go first to third. If you want, Once you yeah, go first. Your projected third, still do that projected yeah. third. But there's a reason. And this is like, you'll see shit like that happen when you have people at the nationals way soon. Way soon. Because they're just like, it's their second meet. And their handlers are probably new and the whole fucking night. Um, so anyways, long story short, she bombed. So... It's a bit of a different setup in terms of how the Americans run it. They want a huge event. The thing is, like, who the fuck is running these events? Because it's going to be very hard. It's going to be exhausting. It, it, it's so that. huge. It's, it's so... Like, in terms of making money, if you can handle that workload, um, you're, you're probably going to make... You're going to yeah. make bread. No question. It's so many viewers, sponsors. But in terms of being able to handle it, you almost for real have to be an event planner. Like a legit professional and I'm event planner. How long does USAPL Nationals run for again. Damn it's, it's, a week, maybe? I was going to say, it's four or five days. Yeah, but it's not like ours. Like, ours is a two-week event now with Masters, Juniors. Uh, our Nationals? Well, sorry, it's not quite two weeks. It's like it's, a week. It's, it's like a week, yeah. Yeah. So I think theirs is... you're talking about a smaller talent pool, so to run as they do is... I think theirs is... Is there a... Fuck, now, now i got to think about it. I know I posted it anyways, but... But the point, and not all of it, I don't know how much is streamed or if they stream at all, but prime times whenever. No, if I remember correctly, they only have certain platforms that are streamed at any given time. Because uh, I, I think some of them might be streamed, but just not as much commentary and things like, and jazz stuff. Yeah. But it's literally to the point where you got to be an event planner to handle this. Oh, like you, definitely. You, like you got to start planning like a year ahead. You get told you won the bid for nationals. You got, you need a team. You need, like, it's getting so big. Whereas um, if it was a little more trimmed down, say prime time only, or maybe prime time plus a little more, then a lot more people can enter the game, and this thing can float around a little differently. But um, yeah, I mean, it's there's going to be some growing pains as a sport. You see, we had posted a little while back the levels of of our um, you know the the growth if from like fifteen thousand in twenty thirteen to like. 25,000, 40,000. Now we're like pacing yeah. for in the 80,000 or 100,000. It's, yeah, it's insane. It's insane now, the growth. And you're looking at, I said, well, you're looking at like doubling every year, it seems like now. Yeah, like so it's just more and more people coming in. Eventually, they're going to have to come up with, um, you know, there, there's going to be some growing pains and eventually they're going to start figuring They're going to have to start either upping the qualifying total or upping, like they're, adding they're, more like state championships in and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. type of approach. Increase, increasing. Um, perhaps more credibility to state championships. Like, why would you... I mean, state... Like, for other sports, I know, like, wrestling, for instance, football, for sure. You win state. That's fucking huge. You win state. Any other sport in the states, you win state. It's a big thing. It's huge. So if they put more onus on state titles, state championships, and then... And it's trimmed the fat in terms of um, the, the, the nationals. So the nationals, because soon it's going to be 2,000 people, and God, there's, you're going to have one dude who can handle that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, going to be the same person doing it every year. Every year. And, and then it becomes, well, if that's what they want, but it's not going to move around. The other thing, like, I mean, you could even go down to like a, like, well, our regional sort of approach. You could have like a Midwestern championship. Yeah. So you've got all the Midwest states. And when you do that, just so, just so like um, in Canada, at provincials, 
regionals, which is all the, all the states or for us provinces from that side, you can still set national records. So if you have a Russell Orheis show up and he's like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to show up at these regional, it's a national level event yep. where national records get broken. And even then, you have to hit qualifying totals that are up there so that it, tr again, trims it it's down. It's a national level qualifying total, basically. That's right, yeah. So it's, it still is elite level. So people are excited to watch the streams. It puts a little more meets on the calendar to look forward to. Um, and it makes it a little bit easier for the athletes as well because in one year, let's say uh, you don't want to travel to, if you're in the States, down to California because yeah. you're up in New York. And you could, you, could go down to, you could go to like the New York State Championship yeah. instead. You could still yeah. win a pretty it, big event. And it might be, it, you just got to put the onus so it feels like a big event. Otherwise, yeah. you're like, fuck it. There's no sense. Like, why would you kill yourself to make a state or regional when nobody cares? That's the big thing is like, if you put the onus, you could tell when people put the onus on certain things. And um, right now, it feels like they're just all in for this nationals, right? Like, literally, people have one meet and then boom, nationals. Yeah. You know, that's that's a little much. Oh, and they also have the Arnold a little bit here. Oh, yeah, you've still got the Arnold, which is a, obviously sometimes a massive meet. It's sometimes international. And then did they lose that? They they lost it this year, I believe, because yeah. I remember Ray should have set a, or Ray set an unofficial world record. Because you, you could set world records. And Maria T as yeah. well. Which is a shame because the ability to watch world records always makes it more interesting. Oh, right? yeah, way better. That's what people want. Nobody you know? cares. I mean, I don't want to say nobody cares about an unofficial world record, but it's like hitting a gym lift, it feels like. It's, in terms of the equivalency, yeah. you want to see yeah, the, the legit world. It's awesome to see somebody move that weight, but you want to see them walk yeah. away with something for it. It's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want it to be official. Um, and something else I also want to talk to. So I posted, and I want to get your, your, your take on this. So I posted up a poll saying, do people think, because I'm a little frustrated. Okay, as a fan, um, Jesse Norris is a, a phenomenal lifter and often spoken of as 93 kilo goat but man dude has never in his life went to the ipf world championships in the classic open as a 93 he went as a junior or sub junior in the equipped that's neither here nor there not even deserving of being in the discussion yeah. of what we're talking right now we're talking right now in the open unequipped 93 kilo battling the big boys and um, I, as a fan, it's like fucking seeing Mike Tyson sparring constantly yeah. and knocking out dudes in local events, but never going to the championship, knowing, hey, man, he hits hard. We put him on this punch test, and he hits super hard. We think he would do this. We think he would do that, but never actually doing it. And, and it's... So, God damn, in terms of that post, I said not the GOAT unless he actually goes to an IPF world and wins. So he, 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 first I'll say, because there's two posts, before we get yeah. into our opinions, um, yeah, let, let's throw it down. So I said, A, do you think, um, to all of, our, all of our followers, we've got 127,000 yeah. followers, so there's a lot of people. I said, do you think Jesse Norris will ever go to an IPF Worlds? It was 50-50. It was a lot of people were like, nah, never happened, which is a fucked up thing to think. The guy is young as shit. He's going to come and go and retire and never go to the Worlds. That's not very much confidence. And that's pretty rattling to think one of the best in the fucking world and half the people watching are saying, I don't think he'll ever go. In what sport do you say, I don't think he'll... And it's not it's even... Like, it's not like basketball where it's like, do you think he'll make the NBA Finals? It's, it's yours if you want. No, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's yours if you want. It. And he's just like, nah, 
Meh. How the fuck? It's like somebody qualifying for the Olympics, going yeah. through, setting a bunch of world records, and being like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. And I, then, don't need to, I don't need to go through and do this. I know where I stand. So here's the follow-up. Here's the follow-up right now. Um, I said, do you think it will impact his legacy? You know, And a lot of people, and again, 50-50. Some people said yes, some people said no. So here's the thing. Sometimes when you're heavily hyped, talked about as a GOAT, without ever having to go to the world and put it on the line like that, you, have, you start getting to a weird point in your life where you only have to lose. You can only yeah. lose. You have nothing to gain. You're already the GOAT. So showing up against the world's best on the world stage, traveling, like the Europeans would come to Calgary, and they're like, man, the time zone difference is like fucking, it's 3 o'clock in the morning for me and I got to lift. The flight, the layovers, we're talking 20 hours. Yeah. Food, everything. There, it can only be tough, okay? So you're risking the GOAT status because some people gave it to you without even having to show up. And then, um, so you can only lose in, if you're in that position. But here's what I'm thinking. Right now, some people are still on you saying GOAT, this, GOAT, that, whatever. When all is said and done and time comes and goes, 10, 15, 20 years and people look back, it'll be different. They will look at champ, he never went to Worlds, and that will actually come into play. While we're in your prime, watching you do your thing, people are excited. When your prime is done and gone, and the video is no longer getting posted, you're no longer, like your time has passed, and people look back, people who are coming into the sport anew will ask, well, what did he do? How many titles did he win? And your, your numbers, you're hitting, in 20 years, people will be hitting it anyways. So yeah. the relevancy to them will be like, well, cool, was that good back then? No, it was really good back then. Well, how, what's, his, what's his resume? And it'll be no worlds, no placings, no world records, no. And then people will be like, I, I'm, I'm at a loss, why not? And we won't know yeah. how to fucking answer that. And that's what I'm saying is like, Damn it, man. It doesn't make sense. I completely agree. And I voted for no for both. I don't think he's going to go to the Worlds. And I think it will impact him negatively. I think... As you can't be... You can't be the GOAT until you go up against the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's not the same. I know yeah. people... Look, if it was the same, then why do I have to show up in a meet? Why not just hit gym PRs? It's the same as a fucking competition. Yeah. And then if it's, if it's the same, why do I got to go to Nationals? Why don't I just go to local meet, smash some numbers... And project them, like, send them over to the national governing body. And we'll just, at the end of the year, tally up all of our totals. Who had the highest total? Why do we have to travel across the world, across the nation, to meet up at yeah. nationals? Because you fucking, that's how that's sports that's are how done. It works. <laughs> everybody right. wants to see the best compete against the best. It's game day. It's Everything's reason, different. It's man. the reason why things like the USA or the USA Open or the current Open exist. Because everybody wants to see the juggernauts of the sport go up against Listen, other juggernauts. As an IPF world commentator... Um, and you go through the nominations, you go through first and say he's nominated this, that, and the other, and how many times it gets shaken up. And sometimes I'm just like, well, I might as well throw this sheet out the window right now when I'm commenting like that yeah. because nothing's going in. Because nominated totals mean shit all. It means shit all. Dude, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with David Ricks yeah. and almost lost to David Ricks for You have to, and I'm not taking anything away from Jesse. I think he's capable. But I'm just the guy, I can't give it to you until you do it. No, man. he's definitely capable. That's I mean, he's, why. He's proven that at That's 191, he set an amazing, phenomenal total that still yeah. hasn't been beat to this day. Yeah. Or sorry, 191 or 198. I can't remember what he weighed in at. I think it's 198. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as low. And it's still yeah. one of the best. It's still hasn't been beaten. Yeah, it's never been beaten to this day. But you've got to go to, 
international meets. There's international testing, international judging, yeah. international flights, international every fucking competition, again, international everything, my friend. Until he actually goes and does that, to me, he's a phenomenal lifter that almost lost to a 67-year-old Dave Rooks. Yeah. And had yeah. to pull a massive... 57, 57. Sorry, 57. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a better story, 67. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, 20 years when we look back and say he was 67. So he just lost, he nearly lost to a 77-year-old Dave Ritz. <laughs> That's right. It's it, in 20 years yeah. when we tell a story. No, like, so, and I mean, I'm not hating on Jesse. I'm just hating on the situation. No, no, I love because, watching Jesse lift. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I think in terms of pound-for-pound pound strength, the guy probably is the strongest 93 kilo in the world right now. But you don't get that tight. And here's the thing. Okay, so... People from the untested world will look at this, and like I had said on a previous podcast, nationals and world titles in the untested mean fuck all. That's yeah, true. It's true. Um, right now, it's about events, not about federations. The U.S. Open is the biggest event in the untested. You win the U.S. Open, you're the big dog in, in, in the yeah. uh, untested. Nobody cares what the world champion... There's so many feds like... The U.S. current open switched from USPA which is the IPL internationally. Who's the IPL world champion in any of the classes? God knows. God, nobody knows. I, I, uh, yeah, but nobody who's knows. U.S. Open champions? Everyone knows Steffi Cole and CC, whatever it's yeah. right? Um, same with now they're the WRP. Um, which is, I, still is find, I still find hilarious that a Russian federation is sanctioning, sanctioning the U.S. Open. But whatever, whatever. I mean, yeah. If the shoe fits, kick it, whoever's going to sanction. But the point is, um, that federation itself, the world champions, are going to be second fiddle to the U.S. Open champions. Like, it's, it's not about world champions, national titles in the untested. And um, their world, their records they look at, they don't even look at federation records because they don't give a shit about federations. They look at all-time. I hit an all-time record. It could be a local meet. And um, they're like, well, I just took the all-time bench. A yeah. local meet where they give you a soft pause. Uh, lift off, whatever the shit. Your, but, friends, your friends can be judging. Exactly. Like but that's how you make the all-time in, in the untested. It's a little... It, I think it's fair to say, I know, you know I'm an IPF guy and I'm not roughing up the untested, but I think it's fair to say it's a little looser. It's a little looser in that respect in terms of setting records because there is no... They don't look to one particular governing body with one particular, you know what I mean, rule set. But um, that's... So when they weigh in on the polls, they might say nobody cares about world titles. It's all about weight shifted. But that's not the case over here, ladies and gentlemen. It's like fucking an Olympic athlete yeah. saying, no, I'm definitely the best, but I've never gone to the world or the Olympics in my sport. And but I'm the best. And I don't world. really compete in the IOC. I compete in other sanctioning bodies. Yeah, it's, it's not the way it works. You know, uh, there's a reason why we have all these regulations to make it as tight as possible. And that's the Fed that he chose to be in. That's the Fed we're judging him against. And when we judge him against his peers, they're doing all that and he doesn't have to? No. Nah. 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 And, and, and I'll tell you what, L.S. McLean went to the world, his, his, with all the different shit that he got hit with, his overall total dropped 20 kilo on the spot. That happens. And now Jesse can go to a local meet, never have to go through this shit, have any kind of impact on his total, and just hit, like, have his, literally his home cooking and the whole fucking night, and then smash some big kilos yeah. and not have to deal with that, right? Like, nah, man, you have to go through that. You know, that's, that's what it's about. So, I mean, 
But man, could you imagine? Because when he won the national title, he would have been going up against Kristoff and a bunch of. Would have been amazing. It would have been an amazing. Would have been amazing. Then you can consider him the goat. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Could have, would have, should have. Ali is considered the best boxer of all time because in the 1970s and 60s we had the biggest era of boxing. There was literally four times as many sanctioned boxers, guys walking around with their boxing license, and so the talent pool was four times bigger. It's who you beat in any sport for sporting rivalries. And if you're just, you, 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 if you have to show up at the ISPF Worlds and people are like, who were there that year? Like when Bryce Lewis just won the Battle of the 105s, he had to take on a murderer's row. Yeah. You know, so, um, I don't know exactly. exactly. Yeah. Kristoff, you can say it. You can give him that title if you well, want yeah, Bryce for, Lewis, for you can give him that title yeah. because he's, they you, beat the best of the best. That's it. You, you, you got you to you step up. But, uh, so it was interesting and hopefully, I'm hoping you know, eventually Jesse gets coaxed into doing it. Eventually, I'm, I'm Jesse's, hoping he does it. I'm hoping it's. You know, I'm not now saying. That he's coming, now that he seems to be based on his training videos and his posts, he seems to be healthier now. He's a young ass man he's, who, if he puts it all together, like he's young enough to still go. Yeah. So, in terms of how I replied, I put, um, in terms of whether or not he will go, I'm 50 50. I said no because it just doesn't seem like he gives a shit. He doesn't talk about it much. But he's young enough. Like, like he's in his mid-20s, I think. 26 times. I think he's around 26 right now. So so if he's 26, he could be primed to 36. We're talking 10 years. i got to think at some point, somebody will get a hold and be like, Hey, bro, you go. you got to hope Joey Flex talks him into eventually going. I don't know if he listens to Flex. I don't know that. if he does it like that as well. He seems to be on his own. I don't know who this shit. I don't know who coaches him. I don't think anyone does. I think, he does I think Jesse own. coaches Jesse. Yeah. And Joey Flex will handle him. But I don't know if he's... I don't know what his agenda is. He doesn't. He's not super open with that. I don't know. So I, I hope eventually there's enough pressure that he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm coming. Yeah, hopefully it's, it's... And I don't know why he doesn't. Hopefully it's IPF Worlds comes to, you know, it's in the U.S. It's easy for him to get to. And it comes to the point where he's like, you know what? I'm going to go cement this finally. He, it's been in the U.S. I know. Yeah, well, like he could have done it in... It's at Texas, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll see, man. I know he's getting injured a lot. It's not just he doesn't want to. But he's injured every fucking year. And I'm also not mistaken, but when it was in Texas, wasn't that when he was suspended for um, the pre-workout that he took? Uh, I think so. He's he's suspended very briefly. Yeah. But it's just enough to push him off the world team. Yeah. I, I, I got to hope as 26 and he could be priming for God knows long, how long, as long as he stays healthy and for him. And there's another thing. Like I got I hope somebody can talk to him about his training. Like, why is he injured so much? When he, he was, he's been injured so often at so young of age that it's yeah. like, what is going on, sir? Well, he's basically the volume king, so I don't, yeah. I hope that's not to do with it, but it's... Here's the thing when you train, coach yourself, and I mean, I'll raise my hand and say I've been down this path. Sometimes you um, you push yourself too much because you're, you know, you you you, you want if to you fry yourself. Yeah. And you just, it's easier to fry yourself. Like, when you coach other people... Um, you, you can be objective and be like, hey, this is too much. Too much volume. You're, I'm push, you're pushing too much. Pull back. When it's yourself, you tell yourself, man up. We got goals. Man up. Let's go. Yep. And that's not... And that's that gym mentality as well. Like Everybody's yeah. got that mentality in the gym that you've got to get that one extra rep in. You've got to get, you know, the yeah. five extra pounds. Yeah. And it's it, not the case. Yeah. No, sometimes you kind of lay back. You need to dial yourself back. It, it, would be, it would be lovely if at some point, and I don't keep pointing towards Joey Flex, I just think he's the closest coach to him at this point. He was just like... Joy Flex takes it and is like, all right, I'm going to do a quick peeking for you so that you don't get injured. And here's the plan. We're going all the way to Worlds. Joey, if you God, listen to this. God, that'd be awesome to see. <laughs> we need an intervention. Yeah. 
But um, all right, let me see if our boy Russell is and speak, ready to rock and roll. Speaking of Joy Flex athletes, that's right. That's a nice segue, my man. That's I tried. I've learned. We are we are back. Um, Russell or he, the uh, defending USAPL 83 kilo champion, and um, Russell. First off, straight off the bat, 83 kilos. We've had a couple people on talking about the Raw Nationals, right? And um, I think amongst all the weight classes, yours has got to be one of the most competitive. And I don't know if it's because, um, I mean, in terms of people walking the earth, there's not going to be a shitload of guys that are 59, 66 kilo, especially if you're lifting weights. And their sure shit isn't going to be a lot of guys, 400 pound Ray Williams. Yeah, I know. Even if they are, they're getting the hell out of those weight classes. Yeah. So So this, this weight class... Um, 83 kilo really is probably, you know, you're going to have just naturally have the talent pool there. Yeah. And then over time, as our sport is growing, man, that's when the genetic freaks come out. And those athletes that, those athletes that like scare you when you hear what they're capable of doing, start popping up. And, um, you're one of them. I was about to say that we're talking to one of them. So yeah, but (laughs) now we, now we seem to have a whole shitload of dudes coming out of nowhere, you know? So we have this year. Um, among them, uh, Pancake God, yeah. Jamar, is it? Jamar, uh, we got, uh, Jamar. And, but Pancake, for those listening, you know yeah. him as Pancake God. Uh, mm-hmm. Muscle Man Marcus, yeah. who, and these dudes are bodied up, like gone are the days that, yeah. that uh, powerlifters uh, are, are chubby powerlifters. We got Ren. Uh, yes, and Sith Lord Ren, and the and dead of We also yeah. got, uh, Vernon... I was, I was just with him at the gym earlier. Vernon, uh, I think his last name is Williamson or Williams or something like that. Yeah, I, was I wanted to say Wells, but I'm thinking of... Uh, and now to, yeah, Vernon Wells. I was going to say former MLB set, player. Settle down yeah. with the Toronto Blue Jays reference. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, and, and he's, I think he's uh, trained by Candido, a huge deadlifter yeah. himself. So, Big deadlifter. Yeah, so walking into this, do you think this is going to be... Uh, oh, and of course, how the shit did we forget Sean Noriega? You know it's a deep class when you forget. But Dude, there's so many guys, so you can you can forget people. Yeah. You know it's. When you watch this, you get bad. You be like, oh, yeah, You'll be like, oh, I was an afterthought, fellas. What the shit? Wow. <laughs> but uh, looking at this, do you think this is probably the toughest competition um, you'll be facing? Much bigger than last year. Yeah, easily. Easily, easily, easily. Like, from top to bottom, there's just, like, lifters that can take it, and I feel like, it's just, like, when I train, I'm, like, cognizant of the people that are coming up. There's even some guy who posted, I have no idea who he, who he was. Like, I think he was trained by Joe um, over with the TSA, uh, TSA guys, but I was like, who is this kid? And he squatted 650 pretty effortlessly. I was like... He, we, we posted him, actually, and um, it was yeah. Joe, Joe said... He's like, check out, because people start hitting us up when they're scouting. Joe is on here. And I'm like, listen, if you know guys, send him. Um, ah, frick, now I forget his name. Yeah, but I'm uh, trying to post it. It's like, it's like it, Robo, or, Robo or something like that, something along those lines. I was like, who is this kid? I started going through stuff. I'm like, shit. I'm like, damn, why don't you see him around after him, man? It's like the guy who's ranked 15th you got to worry about now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, nobody's yeah. safe. There's no such thing like, um, yeah, 650, and we're talking the world record as it stands is like, is it 661 and a half? Or 661, because it's not 300, it's 299, right? So, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a record. Like, I, I, I have like 30 seconds, and then Brett shifted. So. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. And you've got the unofficial because you did, what was it, 300 and a half is the American record right now, which. Yeah, yeah. 
did that last year. Ron yeah. Asher, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's a very very thick division. Yeah. Like, you can't anybody mm. can surprise anybody, and I don't even know what to expect. So these guys are popping out, and there's always one person that's completely off the radar that nobody's paying attention to well, that comes in as well. Last, so last year was Rick. Last year we we in the preview show um, with uh, Joey Flex actually. We were like, and I was joking around, saying, who the shit knows? Maybe Yang Su Ren fucking comes out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just shitting around, <laughs> and we all laughed like, <laughs> like that would be the day. And, and then he comes out of nowhere and almost pulls for the win. The dude pulls yeah. for the win with like 7,000 pounds on yeah. the bar. And um, so, honestly, now at this point, I'm not counting anybody. No. You know, especially like you said, yeah, that 650 flew. Um, so, in terms of heading into this and, and knowing that the competition is this much deeper, have you had to do certain adjustments? Like, what's the what are some of the big differences leading into this nationals from last year's national prep? I, I wouldn't say that the, the mindset isn't really different. I feel like training has been pretty consistent all the way through. So it's like I just got to make sure I do what I can do, and I have supreme confidence. Like I'm, I'm a competitor, so at the end of the day, I feel like if I do everything that I need to do, I'm going to come out on top. So it's like. I don't get too nervous about that thing. It's just more so about health and making sure that I'm upright. Because if I if I have certain stints where I'm not able to train, that will hinder me, and that will allow the competition to catch up and then pass me up. So I think a big part of being a lifter is being available, like inside the weight room. And I feel like I've kind of missed out on that a little bit here and there with certain preps. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of put me behind the ball a little bit, and it's allowed these people to like come up and uh, make everything a little bit more interesting. So it's like the mindset hasn't changed. I'm not really – I just know that if I continue to train and do what I need to do, then everything will fall into place and go shit. Have you done – well, so it was an interesting follow-up question there. Uh, in terms of the things that might take you out of the gym, is this some mm-hmm. of the social media stuff? Because you're a pretty big – got a big social media following. and yeah, right. Or is it other things or – No, it's, it's other things. I'm talking about injuries. Uh, uh, just like yeah. little – yeah, little things here and there that can keep you from doing what you should be doing all the way. So, like uh, – I remember when I first came on here, I was talking about, you know, you want to you wanna make sure that you're in the gym consistently. And uh, leading up to the Arnold, I think, yeah, leading up to the Arnold, I had a little bit of a back week, so I wasn't able to deadlift for, like, four straight feet. So I feel like that started to play a role a little bit here and there in, like, my slippage when it comes to deadlift. So. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah. So that would explain. And you must have kept that under wraps because we didn't hear about that. It's like, who cares? Like, no one cares. You know, like, no, like, you're not, that's just, that just sounds like an excuse. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm fighting back from injury. You know, everyone's fighting through something. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not a story that I like to just throw out there to make people like, oh, not going. I mean, he's not all the way up, right? Like, you know, if I'm there, I'm there. If I'm competing, then that's what I'm saying. Um, so leading into when about did the back injury happen and when did it start clearing up? Is this going to be the first time we see you? Are you looking 100% right now with the back? Yeah, I'm 100%. It's just like the, the strength is still coming back, I feel like. Mm. Uh, a little bit after our nationals, I feel like I was pulling a lot of, like, I was, I feel like I could have probably got, like, maybe 720, 730 to me. But, Ooh. you know, as, as it started, you know, just, it, I've had, like, two back tweets. So I had a back tweet leading up to Arnold, then I had, like, a small back tweet leading up to uh, Worlds. So, uh it just played a role here and there, but like I'm like in terms of health and being able to lift, I'm 100 percent healthy right now. So uh, we're gonna see where we're gonna be able to pull out of on deadlift. Looking at this this competition, so we have, I mean, we've talked to Joe Stanick, um, obviously Sean Noriega. We haven't posted that podcast yet, but we're gonna post that up. And yourself, and then there's like 
you know, muscle man Marcus, amongst all those yep. guys, um, mm-hmm. who do you think, because we have several lifters for the first time in USAPL that might go 800 kilo and beyond in total. And now oh. we, we, we've never seen two dudes at the USAPL 800 kilo, let alone like we, we for the first time might see a podium of 800 kilo mm-hmm. for all we know. Um, yeah. what, are, what are your expectations, not just of yourself, um, but of the competition as well around you when it comes to totals and the podium? I mean, it kind of, it just echoes what you guys have said. I feel like the top two spots will be in 800, you know, field. I think it's very likely. Whoa, because, like, that's like, huge, dude. Dude, that is, that yeah. be, that's a major. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't even happened in the IPF. That hasn't right? happened at the Worlds yet, which we were saying, before you came on, we were just saying the, the U.S. Raw Nationals is like, yeah, up there, there's Worlds and U.S. Raw Nationals. Because even Brighton's or Gibbs versus uh, Hack, when they had their show down there, well, 2017 Worlds was 795 one. Yeah, I mean, for three guys on the podium, it's insane. Yeah, you know. So, 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 what do you? Sorry, you, you go on. Uh, who do you think's on the podium? What do you? What do you think? Are what's your expectations from yourself and them? It's it's interesting because like you never know with meat sometimes. You know, uh, I think judging does play a role sometimes. We have a lot of lifters that kind of lift on like the the darker edge of politics, where it's like, and eh, that Maybe there, you know, maybe lockout was there on deadlift. So it, it really depends. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, um, we might be able to see who's going to win the meet, like, at the very start. Like, I feel like if someone can build a very, very big lead on squat, it's going to be hard for someone. Unless, like, unless uh had to pull something crazy on deadlift, <laughs> you know, something like, like super crazy, I think it could be decided pretty early if, uh, if a couple of people execute really early, you know? Um yeah, that's that's how I feel. Amongst those gentlemen that you're eyeballing up, who who are the who are the two guys you think are nipping on your heels, and you're probably going to be eyeballing the most? Is there two guys who stand uh, out? Well, that okay. To be honest with you, that that guy, uh, I don't know his name. You guys posted him, but the guy I was talking about, the guy that uh, not too many people know. Yeah, you take a look. Yeah, because. Like, his, his lifts are, like, his squat is probably, like, we're probably in the same area. Um, Sean, obviously, I, I really feel like Sean is definitely someone that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you got to watch out for. His squat has really taken taken up. Um, I feel like he's probably, like, good for maybe 640 to 650. Um, his bench is, I mean, obviously phenomenal. And then his deadlift is also nothing to be played with. So, uh, Sean and then that new kid. I'm not going to lie, that new kid is, like, very interesting to me. It's, so, it's, it's uh, intriguing when someone comes kind of out of nowhere. You know, yeah. that's, that's Prosper Joe Stanek sending him. Um, he's got a beard. You know what he looks like there? Uh, I'm scrolling down. I remember the post. Yeah. He's a... Uh, well, I'll say he's like 595 or 5 or something like that. Or 5 or 5. His squat is phenomenal. I mean, it all depends on what he's able to, to possibly deadlift and, um, and obviously uh, bench press. So we were talking with Sean about um, deadlift panda. And we're saying like the, sometimes when the, when the race is close, when we're expecting a, a close race, it'll be um, that big deadlift at the end. But with, with um, deadlift panda, he, he's gonna come off to a rough start, we're thinking. Do you think, yeah. in terms of the last bit, how heavy do you think he can go? He pulled, I think 700 for a double was his heaviest we've seen in his training cycle, but that Ooh. double was like an RPE 10, no doubt. He didn't have another Ooh. one in him. How far do you anticipate he's going to be able to dig in terms of that deadlift. Like if you're, cause if you're looking, adding up the numbers, you're like, I got you. You don't got 771. You don't got a 350 yeah. kilo dead in you. Like do you, yeah. what do you think his breaking point is when he's out of the ballpark? 
man, I give like that seven forty ish range, like seven forty, seven fifty range, like in somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. I I, I just feel like yeah, you'd have to pull like seven seven, like something like super 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 duper crazy, like something ridiculous. Here it is, Rob Ali. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, wow, from yeah. New York. He's a he's a New York guy. And let's see what he's yeah. deading. That's a three weeks outer. Yeah, he pulled 635 he like 635 it was... 635 for a single. Like it was a joke. Like, that was yeah. a fucking joke. So he's going to yeah. be... Wow, shit. Does he got a bench on him too? His bench is like uh, probably like four. Oh, he did 320 for, 320 eight. for eight. Volume eight's like it's... Calling it his poverty lift. So then, yeah, shit, man, this is gonna be a tight yeah. battle, Rab Ali. Wow, there's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yep. In terms in terms of the preps, now I remember last time we talked to you, you were kind of getting going. Um, you hadn't hit Raw Nationals yet, hadn't hit the IPF mm. World Championship yet, and um, now you've like you've broken, like you won Nationals, broke IPF World Records. Um, you've been like went to the very top of the game and been into heavily hyped showdowns. What has changed for you as a powerlifter and an athlete walking into this one as opposed to last time when we talked to you last summer? Yeah, I think it's, it's like there's something to be said about coming in being like kind of like the unknown, uh, the unknown guy. Uh, like you get, to, you get to catch everyone kind of by surprise, but this run actually is completely different. Like we already talked about, the competition is uh, it's ridiculous. And I'm actually excited for it because I want to see like how people react whenever – you know, it's a hype showdown. And some people tend to, not saying that I witnessed it, but, like, some people tend to kind of just, like, tighten up and make mistakes that they normally wouldn't make. So it's interesting to see everyone has, like, this person winning or this person winning, but you never know until you actually get into the room with that person and you're able to look at them, like, in the eye and be like, this, this guy doesn't want it, like, you know? So it, it really depends. I think that's what makes this Raw National difference. It's just the fact that the age is so, so, so hyped up and everyone's going to be watching, and I feel like, that may cause some lifters to miss that here and there. It's a, and you know what, that's a factor we're kind of hitting on in the intro before you came on is 100%, the bigger the show, it's almost like the Conor McGregor situation where he tries to hype about with him so heavy, the pressure, the limelight, mm-hmm. so many people are watching that oftentimes the opponent comes in and he doesn't look like himself. It's like, dude, you got to yeah. relax. You can't carry this intensity for five rounds, just like in powerlifting. If so anyone listening, if you don't think that you can't start gassing out, and you don't, if oh, you don't, no, you will gas out. Especially in a battle like this, yeah. it's so easy to gas yourself out in squats and leave nothing for bench and dead. And like in terms of yeah. adrenaline, yeah. you know some of these meets they're hours long, and even though you mm-hmm. hit the platform and you're there for ten seconds, the fucking adrenaline cannot go for six hours. The longer you've been there, when when you've been to the USAPL Nationals, you've won, been to the world been around that experience you learn from experience you can't buy experience people can't tell you experience you got to experience it yourself and um and that's why sometimes like you got to put up we were actually just talking about this earlier how like that's why whatever you hit in the gym whatever you hit at a local meet like you were saying Mm -hmm. that's one thing and you could you could say well he's hit this at a smaller competition yeah but he wasn't standing across the fucking across the warm-up room there's Russell Orhe, there's Sean yeah. Oriega, there's Muscle Man Marcus. They're all warming up with fucking 600 pound squats. It's pretty easy to keep your focus when you're in your element as opposed to when you're looking around and seeing everybody's warming up with the same thing. 100%. It's yeah. a lot aiming for the same numbers. When you're the big dog in the warm up room and you're kind of running it, it's easy to stay calm. 
it just hit your shit. Boom. It's a whole nother, and everybody and their mother are watching 83 Kilo. Everybody and yeah, their mother. And that's the other big part. It's, it's a whole nother ball game too when you realize like everybody's gonna watch this. And, um, and how much has that helped you mentally in terms of, cause your showdowns, God bless man, 83 Kilo, everybody, it seems like everybody loves 83 Kilos uh, because it's such yeah. a stacked division. Um, yeah. In terms of like how you're dealing with all the attention, and leading up to obviously USAPLs, leading up to the IPF Worlds, a heavily hyped showdown, now coming around and you're more seasoned veteran with it, does it help? How is that? How are you different mentally in, in dealing with this kind of pressures? Yeah, I mean, like, I like I like pressure just because uh, I feel like pressure pushes you. Like, it can push you. It can crumble some other people, but for me, it pushes me. So there will be days I don't want to go to the gym. Um, there will be days I kind of just want to get through the workout. And there's, there's, there's a difference between getting through the workout and putting yourself during the workout, right? So uh, I have numbers in my head that, like, I, you know, if I hit that number, I'll be okay. I'm like, all right, I just need to go inside the gym and hit this. But when I have someone saying, oh, Sean's going Sean's gonna to crush you, or, like, you know, even if someone posts a very good lift, right, maybe you got to post something, I'm like, damn, he hit that? All right, why well, can't I go in the gym if you did so uh, just for just for example, I feel like uh, there was a post that Sean made with uh, squat. I think he hit six uh, seventeen for a single, and I was like, "Bro, Sean squatting six seventeen for a single during prep now." I was like, "All right, I gotta go inside the gym then." So the next day I hit, I don't even know. I think it was a oh, it was six sixty five. So I was like, "All right, I gotta you know I gotta really push the limit." So I think that's I think that helps. Beat, you know, pressure and just like people saying like, oh, so so can beat you, or it's gonna be a tight race. I'm like, all right, well, I need to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's. So now, is there yeah. any worry though that taking that pressure that that's gonna take you and outside of kind of that pocket that Joey Flex has got you in? Like, are you no, worried I, that you're gonna start chasing numbers because you're watching what everyone else is doing and leave your best and leave gym. your best in the gym? That's the that's that's the yeah. catch, right? That's the catch. If yeah, you want to, right. yeah. So, that's y'all gotta be careful about that too. So I have to look at my program. I'm like, all right, this day I could. I can like kind of challenge him, you know, this day I can, this day I can't. So it will be like, you know, maybe someone hit something very, very good in the training, right? I see it on Instagram. I'm like, well, damn, I can't hit that tomorrow because, you know, I have to stay at RP assist. So I got, I make sure that I stay within the box because I, I still have to report to Joey and uh, he'll reel me in. It's like, yo, man, that wasn't, that wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, man, it's a little early. You got to, you'll see it. Like, I'll see that in three weeks. In three weeks, yeah. you'll see about that. Now, do you yeah. and Joey, how often do you do, like, um, correspond? Do you guys, like, on a weekly basis or is it more? Do you sit, and also, do you set plans for, like, those big singles? Like, has Joey ever said, okay, I see you doing 665, but let's cap it at this the last three weeks, you know, and kind of making sure the prep peaks for that day? Do you have those kind of conversations? Yeah, we have those conversations a lot, like, probably three or four times a week. Uh, oh, definitely. I usually check in. I check in with him whenever I, you know, uh, lift. So I send him my footage. I tell him, you know, this is the prescribed RP, like obviously with the program. And uh, it's it's more so just staying inside of the pocket, staying true to the program. Um, he has everything backed out. He's a he's a schemer, so he knows when I'm going to feel good, when I'm going to feel trash, and all that stuff. And he just kind of lets it play out and watch how I react to it. And he's like, yeah, man, you're supposed to feel terrible today. You know, look at X, look at X, Y, and Z. Today is supposed to be bad. So I don't really worry too much about that aspect just because he thinks so far ahead and he has many different templates that we can refer to if uh, training isn't going well. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of hits it right on the head, that nail, because um, the longer you're with a coach, the more they have this data on you and then they can foresee 
your message cycle is usually about four weeks. So you're ready. Like, yeah, you, you, this should be the week that's rough. And then the next week you come back and things are a as planned. Bit, a little bit fresher. A little fresher. And then when things get a little rough and you got to turn it around, the more you work with somebody, the easier it is uh, to start like planning these kind of things. Are you starting to notice this yourself or do you kind of like just let Joey take the wheel when you're doing your training? Yeah, I noticed. I'll, like, there are certain days like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling stronger. You know, uh, this week is going to be a good week. But I know like once I have a good week, the next week, <laughs> it's just trash. So it's yeah. like, I'll have like, I'll have a really, really big week and the next week I just kind of lower my expectations and just kind of get through the workout just because I know I'm not going to be as strong as I was last week. The one week yeah. is going to be video highlights. The next week is going to be shirtless <laughs> selfies. Shirtless <laughs> selfies. It's for rap quotes. Rap quotes that you big on. Ready? Those, those ones. Put, put, <laughs> That's, 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 that's what you know. It's all the Instagram footage just you, doing like the same block of clothing. You, you know it's a deload week when that yeah. shit happens. All right, I got you. Got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you myself, that means that I'm like, all right, this week wasn't that good. That's right. That's right. That's right. Fair enough. I think everybody does it. Um, in terms of you and Sean Noriega going head to head, it's kind of like that a civil rivalry in between the Joey Flex camp. Which is kind of a good storyline. I mean, sports rivalries need storylines. This is a little bit of a unique one. And I'm um, talking to Sean. We haven't posted the podcast yet, but we're going to. But um, he was saying Joey's actually going to try to handle you both the same day, right? So yeah. that's going to be. I don't that's... know if we've ever seen at this level, like probably at lower level, yeah. 100% has happened. But I don't know if I've ever seen two people battle it out for USA Raw National Title, and you two are probably. The number one and two nominated people? Yeah, I would say so. Um, if I'm looking at it, That's... and same handler. And he's got to bring out the most, and both you dudes. That's yeah. tough. As because as he's as got to, he knows. So I've seen, so commentating the IPF World Championships, oftentimes it comes down to tactics when it's the last deadlift, where like someone puts in their dead, and then there's been a change up. Yeah. And then there's been another change yeah. up. Especially when you, that, as a coach or a handler, like I don't know how you can do that. Because even as... Like, is he just gonna have a bunch of different cars? And he's just gonna be like, "Here's, here's Russell's, here's Sean's, here's Russell's, here's or, or, or is he just gonna be like, "Fuck it, we're playing. These are the two deadlifts. Whoever wins, wins." Yeah, like, have you had like, this conversation? How he's gonna do it, or, or what do you think? Like, because um, it's a, there is there is tactics involved with handling for oh, sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and you notice it at the top level, one hundred percent. You try to push a guy. What you try to do is, and you probably already know, you try to push a guy to have to pull something he can't pull or make him chase you on the squat beyond what he should be trying to chase or, or what have you. Just trying to overextend him. He mislift, you're in the pocket, and then you change up yeah. your last deadlift to get the last dead in there to see what he's going to go for his deadlift. And if the yeah. things that change would be, if it's the same dude, and that's fair because it's fucking tough for, for Joey to choose who he would handle and who he'd have someone else handle. Like, it's just such a unique situation. So what was your conversation yeah. with Joey about it? And you're understanding how this is going to play out. What's funny is that we haven't even had that specific conversation yet. You know, it's like, it's funny. I, I don't even think twice about it because I know that he has both our interests in our, at our heart. So it's like, at the end of the day, the best lifter will win. Like, yeah. if, if Sean's better than me on that day, he's going to win. If I'm better than Sean on that day, I'm going to win. That's just how I think it's going to play out to have full trust in Joey. That he's not going to, like, favor one. I'm going to be like, you know, Sean's been with me for so and so amount of years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, you know, make sure I throw this last little, little trick in, and then we're gonna come our way with the win. Like at the end of the day, if, you know, he's stronger than me, he's stronger than me. 
Yeah, you know? yeah. It's basically where so, you gotta be is like, after the lift, you got 10 kilo or do you got 15? Exactly. What do you like, think? It, do you think? Yeah. it puts a little bit more onus on the lifter. It's interesting. It probably yeah. will. It probably will. Because I think it's gonna, it's gonna come down to us being, like it's just gonna come down to our individual personalities. Like maybe I'm more of a risk taker, uh, taker. maybe I play it safe. And then I like me just playing safe and hitting my numbers forces him to kind of like, you know, maybe I'm waiting for him to make a mistake or like depend on a judge making the call or something like that, yeah. you know? So yeah. um, I think it's really, that's the interesting thing. I think it's going to come down to the lifter. Like he's going to have us maybe have a little bit more discretion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to make it feel like we had our reins on, you know, whether or not we lost. You, all, you almost would have to only because, um, yeah, in terms of feedback, you're literally giving feedback to defeat the other guy, but you're going to walk over to the other guy two seconds later and have to do the same. And like gone would be like a placeholder deadlift to see what the other guy does, but you're yeah, going to walk over to the other yeah, guy. There's so, not much point in the placeholder deadlift. Unless like you're doing it to see if the one guy would hit it. But then like, cause we've seen it comes down to last poll. Like for instance, LS McLean versus um, Ashton, Ashton yeah. last year. And then um, LS went too low. And, uh, and Ashton was right on it. He had not a kilo more. Pulled, got it. LS hit it, had fucking five more kilos. Had five more kilos left. It's certainly two and a half. And all he needed was two and a half to win. And it's like, son of a yeah. bitch, you should have thrown that two and a half yeah. and you'd win it. But it is what it is, right? So it's, it's um, that's where you hope if you're Joey, something like that doesn't happen. Where it's not like, hey, man, I had two and a half more in me. He had no more in What are you doing? Like, um, so I think I would agree with you where if, when it comes down to the last dead, at least at least last dead, everything else, you're kind of in the pocket. You probably have a bit of a game plan walking in there, so there's no surprises. When it comes down to pulling for the win, it might be, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, I'm is like it you five pick, kilo more or ten? Yeah. Yeah. Is it five kilo more or ten? Because that's probably fair. Can, can say there's definitely going to be an emphasis on going nine for nine. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's what I'm, that's gonna be something I'm gonna have to lean on, just making sure that every single lift is played. And if I go, I'm gonna have to go nine for nine. I feel like I can't miss a lift. If I miss a lift, then it's gonna be really hard for me to. It's tough, back, yeah. I feel like, yeah. It, it's it's just the only thing, and, and I know what you mean. But sometimes you miss a lift, and um, you're like, oh shit, I'm behind a little. Someone's gonna miss something <laughs> some, somewhere. You know what I mean? Like things. Yeah. Things get yeah, dirty. Yeah. Everyone gets a little dirty. You know what I mean? Like, if you miss a lift, stay in the pocket. I remember doing the 2017 IPF Worlds, and that's the Worlds. Marissa Inda, who in her 40s, finally won the Worlds, okay, 2017. Mm. But um, I remember saying it was such a tight race. Liz Craven was there, and, like, a bunch of other lifters. Olga was there, uh, defending world mm. champions. And I was like, whoever misses lift is probably not going to make it. It's too tight. Too tight. And Marissa in a Mr. Squat. And I, as a commentator, you're just saying what you see. And I'm like, oh, I hate to say it, but that, that could be it for Marissa. A squat? No, it's, a bench is five yeah. kilo. A squat could be 20 yeah. kilo you miss. And yeah. damned if, like, one of the other girls miss a bench, another girl miss a dead, and she didn't miss anything after that. And still stayed in the pocket. Yeah. And, um... That's where experience will help you out. Be like, look, I've been here. You know, I've been here. I've, I've, as long as I stay in the pocket and stay kind of in tune with what's going on. Do you, yeah, do you yeah. ever do um, any kind of like backstage in the warm-up room? Is there any kind of mind games at all? Is there any kind of like, have you uh, felt it for, or have you ever felt, no. have you ever felt it from anyone else? 
No, not not yet. I've never been in a situation where someone's trying to intimidate me or I try to intimidate someone. I'm very I'm I'm a very relaxed lifter for the most part. Um, if if everyone else is chill in the back room, then I'm chill as well. I'm more focused on just like warming up and stuff like that. I want there to be mind games in the back. I think that kind of stuff is fun, but uh, nothing nothing too crazy yet. No no C T Fletcher moments. Which one of you motherfuckers is coming in second? <laughs> that's not good. I have a personality that's like that's a lot more fun. Just be like, all right. <laughs> the best would be if it was Yangsu Ren, who nobody would expect that yeah. from. Who's such a nice it's, fucking it's the kid? Quietest guy in the back. Quiet, nice the, kid. The guy with a fifth nominated fifteenth twelfth. That's right. Which one of you motherfuckers? Um, sometimes, like I've heard very few with that also. But uh, I think in Belarus, I don't know what's going on in Belarus, but there was a little bit here and there. Like the odd dude, like flexing on people the whole nine backstage. It got wild at times. I don't anticipate that shit from the USAPL, though, because you guys see each other on, yeah. on the regular. Are, are there mm-hmm. any of these guys that you're like friends with outside of Noriega? Have you guys become like a camaraderie shit? Um, not, not too much. It's just more social media stuff. Just like kind of going back and forth at every level. I met, it's like, I actually met Pancake God at an expo. Uh, he's like, uh, see hey, man, he's like, he's like, hey, man, I'm actually 83 kg lifter too. And, uh, you know, just so you know, I'm coming to that spot. Now, I, I have no clue who I was talking to. I was like, all right, all right, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, when, I saw him, when I saw him squat, I was like, oh, that's the same guy I saw, like, last year. Oh, like, shit. Damn. He is coming yeah. from the spot. Yeah. Nine, nine times out of ten, he'd be like, all right, man, whatever. Yeah. And give him a pat, take a picture <laughs> with him. And then, but then you hop on, you're like, what the shit? This guy's got a squat on him. I'm not how I feel about yeah. that. He's another yeah. guy. Um, he started following and started like messaging King of Lifts when we were going back and forth. And I guess he's only been lifting. So he's a, a multi-sport athlete previously. And just one of these freak athletes. I think he just started competing powerlifting like a year or two ago. And damn. Yeah. Boom goes to that. Yeah. These, some of these dudes, man, it doesn't take. And what's Muscle Man Marcus's story? Do you know? Because it feels like he came out of nowhere. Man, I think uh, what's funny, we're at, we've been cool for uh, for quite some time now. Um, it's more social media stuff, just when it's so far apart. But we've been we've been going back and forth a lot. I feel like he's made a I don't know what when this happened, but he made like a big jump from like from A to B. Cause yeah. like uh, I don't remember him ever pulling like something crazy over six or squatting to the sixes or bench games in the fours. But uh, you know, I think he's like an ex football player. Yes, I mean like he's he's Jack. So yo, he's Jack. Um, he's Jack. Yeah, yeah. We used to we used to go back and forth in the in the DMs and stuff like that. Just talk, but that was that, that's been going on for like almost two years now. So it's it's been um, yeah. Oh really? No kidding. Because there's always the thing with powerlifting. A guy like like I think like Ashton kind of came out of nowhere. And there's always that possibility where um, you have the dudes everyone's looking at, and then always every year there's somebody in a division that'll pop up and be like, "What the shit." Who the, what the, yeah. this guy yeah. came, this guy covered a lot of ground quickly. You know, yeah. that can happen. A switch up in coaching, you know, like all of a sudden they're with the coach clicks before they're doing their own programming, moderate success, doing well, get on yeah. someone else's coaching. And they're like, boom, wow. Why wasn't I doing this the whole time type deal? That's almost, that's almost like Sean with uh, his bench. I remember his, his bench has never been like that, you know? And then he's, he made that technique switch. You know the, the arch, and then it just it just took off from there. So mm-hmm. um, I don't like there's certain things I learned a lifter would change, and then all of a sudden it's like everything starts clicking, and then now all of a sudden they're in the mix. So what's a what's one thing that you're still working on that you want to see the biggest improvement from? Deadlift. <laughs> Deadlift, really? Yeah. 
What? Yeah, yeah. You think you think your potential's far bigger? Yeah, it's just it. Like every single side so up on Thursday, it's just like every Thursday, it's just like a mental grind. Just because like I know that I can do a lot better than what I'm doing right now, but that's the cards that I have in my hand, so that's what we're gonna have to work with right now. But uh, yeah, Della for sure. And it's just annoying because I'm like I'm built to Della. I'm like I have like short legs, like long arms. So yeah. Uh, Bench has definitely become up solid. That's probably the one thing I've seen the biggest improvement. Like your bench has, has really started flying very well. And the dead, like we've seen you pull, you pulled 700 in the gym before, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's definitely there. It's just going to be on the matter of that day too, how fresh you feel as well. But mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, some of these guys, I think for the squat, I think you've got the biggest squat we've seen. And then the bench, I think it's probably Sean. It's Sean for sure. And then the yeah. Deadlift is probably Ren, although Candido, um, Vernon, Vernon, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's a big deadlifter as well. And we might have an 800 kilo and above um, total there. So looking at this, looking at it, like this field, I think it could be anybody's for any given event. And it's going to come down to who's probably going to put the package and go nine for nine yeah. as close to nine for nine anyways. And I think yeah. the one thing that Joey Flex brings to the table too he keeps you guys in the pocket when it comes to handling and in terms of um, putting the numbers down on uh, for you guys to hit. Very rarely yeah. does he overextend and you guys have missed lifts. That's no. why, that's why I, I sincerely think it's going to come down to you versus Noriega near the end and maybe some of these newer guys who want to break free from the rest of the pack and join that podium Ooh. might overextend trying to do so. It I, I think so as well. If I have to predict... And here it is. Here's my big prediction, okay? I think um, you're at the forefront. Noriega mm-hmm. is just behind you. Tight, but he's just behind you. And then the third place. No shit. I know Ren will pull and hit the podium. I was, see, that's my thing. is I would like to say Ren, but... I think myself, it might be Muscle Man Marcus. But I think Ren's going to pull for first place. You think he pulls for first? I think he puts something absolutely insane on the bar. That crazy son of a bitch will do it too, yeah. wouldn't he? He'd do it too. He'd do it. Too. He'd he do it. He, yeah. he, they, if, if they go to red and they're like, are you pulling for podium or are you pulling for first? That crazy son of a bitch. He, he, he probably, oh, probably, 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 probably turn around and go, which one are you motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I have a question. Out of, out of uh, Della Panda and uh, Candido guy, who do you think for more? Oh shit, that's a tough one. Because that I, is a tough I, one. I, I, I really think, like, after seeing him in person, I'm like, man, I, I think he's, what did he, I think, it, like, one of his last meets he pulled, was it 720 or 734? I can't remember. Um, he, he's built for this. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I really think he has, like, something crazy coming. I, I don't know. That's just me. He, I just feel like he's just chilling and, like, he is. He is. He's. He's. Um. He's not showing all of his cards. Put it that way. And I think. I think Ren. Um. Like Dan Panda when he pulled that seven hundred for a double, like that's insane. Like usually that's single weight, but that was that was RP ten. He had not a kilo more. Sure as shit wasn't going for a, a third. So it was definitely mm-hmm. RP ten. And um, I think we're seeing like Joe Stanek was also saying that was like. 20 pounds, 30 pounds or something like that, more than he's ever pulled for a double. Yeah, and I think and I think he's getting a little excited and he doesn't need to pull yeah. that heavy 
He's got time to rebound. I don't think that's going to fry him. No, but I don't I just think so think, at all. I think in terms of how much, I don't think Ren is going to make a huge jump in his dead, kind of like Russell was saying. Last year, he pulled, was it 747 or whatever? Something yeah, around something around that. And Some, something around that, yeah. And I don't think yeah. he's going to add a whole shitload on to that, despite his 700 double. I think it'll be nominal. It'll be around there anyways. I don't. Th- I think we're seeing close to its potential with that. I think his other lifts are going to go up. Yep. I think his total will go up. His dead will be around there. So who's going to outpull who? Because there's battles within battles. I think. Yeah. I think. Um, well, shit. Does Candido? It's Vernon. I think it's Vernon. Is his name? We're going to keep calling him Candido. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I hope it's Vernon. <laughs> I met him today. I feel so bad. Yeah. Right but um, Bro, is he? Is he? Do you think he might podium? What's his other lifts like? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. His other, his other lists are kind of like still developing. He's only been powerlifting for not even a year yet. Whoa. So. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was today. He was like, yeah, I've only been powerlifting for like eight months. I was like, oh, wow, it's crazy. Vernon Williams. Yeah. Vernon Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, damn, we're just taking a look at him right now. Got the Got Wilkes t-shirt. But, um. So I think, I think he might come in gold for, for deadlift. I don't know about just because like his his squats haven't really you know come there same with bench um but i just, i have a feeling just have a feeling like we're gonna get it like a little show for delis what do you uh, i think oh the, for sure yeah. put it this way if it's a pull for i think you and noriega are battling out in in the first second position and i think it's gonna be a pull for that bronze position um but i i think if i gotta predict muscle man marcus um is probably a more a, a bigger lock for bronze if, what do you think? I would agree. I think he's a more complete lifter at this point. Jamar's phenomenal. Um, oh, Jesus, we got Ali. We just talked about yeah, Ali, though. Say, but I forgot about Rob Ali. Like, there's there's too many dudes, man. Are you kidding? There's Rob, I mean, for me personally, I don't know why Rob scares me. Like, Rob scares me. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, you know, where did he come from? I just feel like... Uh, his squat is really, really, really good. Yeah. And uh, his, his, I feel like his bench is not bad. Like, it's, 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 in a, it's probably like 402. Probably around there. It's workable. His yeah. is like, like 660. So. It'll be around like 630 yeah. moved well. Uh, that's fresh, though. He isn't going to be fresh at the end of this. It will tell, it'll depend on just how calm, cool, and collected he is day of. Um, and some of these guys are going to blow a little bit. Like, it's going to be a big show. It's going to be a yeah. really, really big show. And some of these guys, you've been there, some of these guys have not. And the other thing we're not talking about, though, as well, is we haven't mentioned, because not all of them are in the prime time either. Oh, that's true. Oh, is, being, is Rob Ali, I don't think, is in the prime time? I don't think he's in the prime time. I don't think Vernon Williams is. Yeah, that's a little, you know. I, I think I think he is, actually. Is he? You pull prime time? We, we I was going to say, I think he was right on the cusp. I can't remember if he made it in or not. It'll be on the USAPL uh, also. Yeah. But um, that is a bit of a factor because if you get to see, obviously anyone, at least for bronze, is going to be like, okay, this is what I got to pull for bronze. And if it's that situation, I mean, uh, let's take a look. We got the prime time pulled up. Okay. There's the 83s. So, yeah, Rob Ali yeah. made it. Rob Ali, Vernon, Vernon made it. Yang, Yang Su. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Jamar, oh, shit. You guys were all there. Dude, you cannot yeah. miss this prime time. Not to mention, not to mention a handful of other guys, so... Damn! Who we haven't even mentioned, like Sean Collins. Yeah, I don't know much about Sean Collins. No, me either. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle. Is there other weight classes that you're excited as well about? 
Uh, the 93s, and then the girls' 84s. Uh, that should be really interesting. Oh. <laughs> it should be really, really interesting. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So it's funny. We have Amanda Lawrence on right after this. Huh? Um, what are you expecting, A, from the 93s and the 94s as well? 93s, uh, I, I expect I expect Ashton to put on just like a ridiculous show. And then I, I want to see the 800 pool from, um, uh, from Wilson. Yeah. I really want to see the 800 pool. I think it's there. It's just, you know, a matter of putting it together. But I really want to see that. Um, who else? I think that's about it for the 93s. Oh, obviously LA. LS. And uh, is David Ricks? Is David Ricks there? David Ricks is there, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, everyone. Like, I really think that Ashton is going to put together like a monster of a meet. Um, he's looking, his training is looking ridiculous right now. Yeah. So, yeah, and then obviously the 84 girls, uh, Danielle, uh, Daniela, and uh, Amanda. That's going to be really cool to watch. It's, it's, you know, it's funny how, like, um, I'm glad it's happening with, with Danielle and Amanda because, like, I was equating them to, like, when Pete Sampras and Agassi in tennis or whatever. You need rivalries, whatever you want to equate yeah. to in terms of sports. And for a little bit, it looked like Danielle was just going to run this and it was just going to be like a Danielle Mella show. Like Mike, yeah, it looked like, like Mike Tyson. No, it looked like she had no ceiling and no rival. Yeah, which is, it's okay to watch when you're breaking records, but if you don't have a rivalry, it's hard to hype. I mean, people don't get as yeah. excited. Yeah, right? It's like nobody gets really overly excited for 120 plus because you know Ray's going to run away with it. Or, yeah, certainly yeah. for the USAPL without Jezza and stuff. Or, um, uh... Bonica Brown or Bonica yeah. Lowe, it's kind of the same thing where she's not pushed. There's no rivalry. So you'll watch, can she break this barrier? Can Ray break that barrier? But in terms of the head-to-head, holy shit, he might lose situation, those Ooh. always are far more entertaining. Yeah. And now Daniela, yeah. out of nowhere, Amanda Lawrence, like I thought when Daniela Mello first appeared in uh, Belarus 2017, I was commentating, I was like, holy shit, nobody. Nobody's gonna, yeah. nobody's gonna push yeah. this. Yeah. And then Amanda Lawrence raises her hand like, hello, and is, squat, <laughs> and is squatting like, it was like, she's taking uh, 225 kilo, like 495 for sets of five or six, or like some crazy yeah. shit. It's, I, I do that sometimes on my bad days. I know, dude, she will go toe to toe. She will walk yeah. into the men's division and take a golden squat. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I'm really anticipating, like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. I think, uh, myself, I think a man has given up on, on bench quite a, like a decent chunk for bench. Mm. Deadlift will be close. Deadlift will be close, but I think, uh, Daniela Mello probably has dead as well. So I think it'll be an amazing squat battle. And I think we might, I think Amanda probably will out squat Daniela, which is fucking nuts to think about. Yeah. But I think overall, Daniela's has got more of a package. Yeah. That, that this it's going gonna, gonna to be another one that comes down for a nine for nine performance. It's going to be who gets called on depth or something like, like that. that being, that being said, and uh, like talking to Sean, Sean knows this. He, he was saying, um, we, we, even, even if we start thinking we might get out squatted, we're not going to have ego and be like, well, whatever she puts, we got to match. If on that mm. day we have to concede, you got the squat. Congratulations. But it's the big, it's the bigger picture. They'll let yeah. you, they'll let you take that squat, and they'll be behind ten kilo, yeah. knowing they'll pick it up and bench. Knowing that she's gonna pick up thirty and bench. But what would be, kilo. what would be terrible, is if she not only takes ten kilo lead on squat, but you fucking missed your third. So now instead of a ten kilo lead, if you just kept it tight, it's a fucking thirty kilo lead. Yeah. All right, man, yeah, we got yeah. out benching her by thirty kilo. You know, like now it becomes too big. 
and Sean, Sean knows this. So it's not like they're conceding the squat, but it's more or less like we're, we're not We're going to play not, our game plan instead. Yeah, we're not done. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the privilege you get when you're well-rounded. When you can look back and be like, look it, I don't got to overly chase you in certain things, right? And that's kind of also on the flip side. It's where a gentleman like you with a monster squat, some of these guys who are a little fresher on the scene, if they try to fucking, mm. they try to chase. If they want to out-squat yeah. Russell, if they want to take, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, gentlemen. You know, it, even five, and that's one thing where it's interesting. Sean has admitted in the past looking at your videos, he sees you do something, he's got to try to do, you know, up around there. That's where, um, you know, I think Joey Flex is going to have to tell him, look it, you know, stay in the pocket. Don't chase necessarily, because that's when bad things happen to good yeah. people. You know, he's got... He's got really good at that. He took a period of time off from social media because he knew he was doing that. And he came back. And I even said this to him. I was like, yo, man, ever since that break, you've, you've done a way better job just staying in your own lane. And, like, yes, we motivate each other, but you haven't allowed, like, what I'm doing to take you outside of your pocket, yeah. you know? So I, I commended him on that. He's done a very good job of just kind of like putting the blinders on and focusing on what he's doing. And it's like, you can just tell, like, now he's building up to a point where, you know, I have to worry about what he's doing. Yeah, it's kind of that maturity where you realize if there's there's a bigger picture to this. There's three lifts, right? Even on day of, you know, it's that maturity where you might be like, all right, I'll concede this. I'm just gonna stay close on the squat. You got me. You got me. But I'll I'll close the gap. And that's where you wonder when some people are somewhat new and they're caught up in the hype and they're like, I'm fucking, let's go toe to toe, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, uh, and you can anticipate. You can almost see it. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. In terms of the yeah the '93s. Uh, Joe Stanick was on here, and he was saying he also anticipates Wilson to have a huge day, and he actually thinks, like, Wilson's squat is fucking moving, like, he's a very strong kid, young, and I don't think we've seen the most out of him. If anyone's going to surprise us, um, is he intangible? I think Wilson is the man, and he's actually, some people are picking him for an upset win because he's somewhat low-key, but the problem... Is actually, I think it's going to say, your face, your face is, but, not any shade of him, I just, you know, Ash, I see, uh, I see Ash's train, I'm just like, I don't know, man. He's a beast, he's an absolute yeah, blessing. Just a complete well-rounded lifter. He just has to put it together that day. I, we saw him at last Raw Nationals, phenomenal, and then we seen him at US Open, and like if he comes in, like, he's another guy that pushes hard in the gym. Kind of like we were saying, some of the guys will push hard in the gym, and you can leave it in the gym sometimes. Like, I think the U.S. Open, U.S. Open, he was amped. Like, look, there's a lot of money, and, and um, obviously the people he's going against, it's a whole other situation. He pushed it maybe a little too hard. As long as he doesn't do that and he pulls it back a little and doesn't leave his best in the gym, because I he is killing it in the gym. And, yeah. and one thing to be said, though, is, so LS, last year, for sure, Ashton won. But I think Ashton had not a kilo more. Like, that deadlift was a grinder. I think LS, mm. had, LS had a little more. He had a little more. The old dog, is, he's got a bite to him. But the thing is, we have to remember that uh, uh, Ashton blew up a 700-pound squat, and he was called for death for, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Blew, blew, blew it up. So I'm just saying, like, if, if you can put it together, man, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you so. know what's funny about L.S. McClain, too? Two-time world champion. Two-time. Never won USA Nationals. You know, when you got a record like that, you got to think, maybe Never LS, won is USA like, Nationals. LS is like, I want to win. Yeah. I, I, I keep this going. It's a bad omen if he wins. 
But no, yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. That just tells you how deep the U.S. Nationals is. When a two-time world champion can't fucking get a W. He's taking yeah. L's and he's like, God damn it, it's tough. It's not like he's having bad days. It's just super yeah. tough, man. That's what it is. Um, I also think, real quick, Taylor Atwood's going to run shit uh, beneath at the 74s. Yeah. Uh, 66 yeah. is probably Charles because McHoney's not there, right? Yeah, no, correct. And Charles is putting together some phenomenal training, too. What do you think about the rematch between Jen Thompson and Sam Calhoun? Uh, that would be interesting. I like. I just like watching Jen. Like that. That bench is so legendary. Oh. I like. I don't know. It's a. It's, every time I see him, like that is so crazy. How the fuck? What does she? What does she do her holes with? Oh, she's oh dude, she's like, like five hundred. She's got, yeah, she's got like five hundred. And if you look at her, like her arms, she's not a, like a. You see her in real life. She looks like she's muscular, but she's not. Like, to hold yeah. five hundred pounds at arm lengths, you know, you're like, how the fuck? Like, if a car was falling, she could stop it with her arms and be like, get out, you got five seconds, get the fuck out of here, and save you. You know what I mean? She's, she's, it's not like she's, like, built for bench. She no, just has, like, a normal frame. No. Like, a dog-given thing that she has. She has super long arms, um, relatively flat for her I arms. was going to say, she's a very minimal arch. Like, in her arms, she's got a dead arm. She's got a, she's got a big dead, which is not, like, most benchers got. It's, it's, it doesn't make any logic or sense at all. Like, it's not like she's got a big arch. She's got long-ass arms. She's not, like, like thick up top where you look at her and be like, oh, yeah, she'll have a bench. No, you'd be like, all right, she's clearly... No, not like shit. an overly aggressive leg drive. Like, there's nothing that says I can bench 319, I can bench 319 pounds. It, she, it shouldn't happen. She has descended from Mount Olympus yeah. and is performing feats of strength for us and will rise back when she's done. Yeah. That being said, that being said, Sam Calhoun... Uh, the biggest 63 kilo deadlifter of all time. Of all time, mm. she got the world record. I haven't been paying too much attention to. I don't think I follow her. Maybe I, I'm not sure. But um, as she been putting together like a good training cycle well, and stuff like that, so it's gonna be interesting. Thing with Sam, um, she switched her account to private, so we can't repost her anymore. Back in the day, we were reposting the shit out of her. So I think like exposure wise, she doesn't have as many. She's keeping it more low key. She doesn't have as many followers. And uh, we would be pushing her. So even if you follow us, you're going to see her. I would if I could. Okay. Yeah, I would if I could. Yeah. So I think she's got it decent. I think she's trying to... So he, it's, it's kind of interesting how sometimes... Like you could... I don't know what happened leading up to Worlds. But um, sometimes mm. pressure. Sometimes you're chasing numbers. We're talking about pressure does certain things to certain people. Sometimes, like Sean, you get a little more zeroed in and you're better. So maybe she doesn't want too much pressure. And she's like, you know what? This time... Switching the account, no more reposts, no more whatever. I just got to stay in the pocket. Because it, it fucking matters. Pouncing's getting big enough, man, all around yeah, the world, yeah. that it, it, you really do feel a little pressure here and there. Some guys yeah. are like Conor McGregor and, and yourself, and you rise to it, and you're like, hey, I like it. Other people are like, I don't think I like this. I thought I did. <laughs> I did now I'm not sure. But um, in terms of the answer to your question, I think it's, it's going good. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I think, like, the one thing I'll say about the World Championships, she looked like she was right there with Jen. And when she pulled for the world record, you don't even know until after the fact, but it looked like she might have been able to pull for the win. And a lot, that's mm. what the talk was. There's only three kilo. But um, mm. easier said after the fact. And Sam was like, hey, look, it, I had the option, pull for silver in a world record or um, go for gold, but risk all of that. And she's like, mm. I, first Worlds, she's 26, Jen's 44, 
So she's probably mm-hmm. telling herself, fuck it, let's take the silver, take a world record, um, yeah, yeah. and I'll catch you next year. You know, you're going to yeah. be 45, 46, 47, and I'm still in my 20s. Eventually, you think Jen Thompson's going to have to start slipping. God knows that's a hard to picture, but yeah. So in terms of this, this Nationals, I actually would be crazy shocked if Sam could pull it out. How crazy, mm-hmm. how, cra- how crazy is yeah. that? I'm a huge Jen Thompson fan, by the way. Huge Jen Thompson yeah, yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves the, the person who's older, beating back the young dogs and like, you know, <laughs> you know, that thing. But I think Sam, I think this might be, Jen Thompson's last year, she missed 2017, massive injuries. Um, her mm-hmm. doctor's like, you're lucky you're walking, let alone lifting weights, let alone at 44, launch some kind of a fucking comeback and beating like, the, the strongest pack of 63 kilos we've ever seen in history at, yeah. the, at the Worlds. Her doctor was like, you got to be more realistic, set better goals for yourself. Just try to improve your quality of life at 44 when you had the injury you had. Mm. And Jen Toms is like, fuck you. No, thank you. I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, her comeback story was phenomenal. At her age, yeah. at her age, she's 100%. But at her age, that injury should have been over. So um, yeah. I think she had that amazing storyline and that's hers and I think she's the greatest 63 kilo we ever seen and I think if anything I take away from the worlds is that that's how Jen's cap will be that was her best victory I asked her one on the platform interview and she's like that's the best win I've ever had in my life that was it this is the moment you know this this is my mic drop moment if this yeah. is a movie this is a movie and you know they, they end off yeah the credits credit roll. roll credits roll <laughs> and hopefully I'm in that fucking movie interviewing her and I made that but um, but uh, I think from here on out, I think Sam, it's Sam's time to possibly pick it up. That's just what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And Christian, uh, Christian moved up a class, right? Yeah. yeah. Christian's going up to 72 okay. kilo. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was trying to make sure. I was like, I was, like, was going to say throw her name in this, but then I remember I think she moved up. Go her neck and neck. Kristen and Sam, I think, and this is funny, they had the exact same total, like three, four competitions in a row. Like they, yeah. like, they show up, man, you again? Shit, man. Like, like, you know? And every time they faced off, Sam was like three kilo lighter. Yeah, was was Sam, <laughs> Sam kept winning on body yeah. weight. Kept winning on body weight until eventually Chris was like, fuck it, I'm going up a weight class. It is what it is. But yeah, uh, yeah. so that's my prediction. What do you think about 63s? I think Sam takes it this time. Yeah. I think she ends up pulling for the win. That's the good, that's the thing with the deadlift. I th- she got the biggest deadlift in the world. I think Jen's, I think Jen's still going to have a phenomenal meet. Yeah, Jen's going to be phenomenal. Jen's going to pull something big as well. I like think she just hit four ten or something like that for a triple, which I don't, which is believe I've ever seen her do. So she, she, I think Sam will say, not again. This time we don't, we don't pull for records. We're pulling for wins. Yeah. I think she's like, fuck it. I've already, I've tasted the world, got the world. I did it. I did it. We're pulling for mm. the win. I think Sam pulls for the win, and um, and she's handled by the Garys. And they get her nine mm. for nine every time. They, yeah. Gary's, like, when they get every kilo out of her, too. I don't know how the fuck they're that in tune with her. I swear to God, Sam, last Nationals, grinded out her squat. And I was like, ooh, that's yeah. a lot of energy. Grinded out her bench. I'm like, God damn, she must not have any more energy. Grinded out her last dead. I'm like, if, <laughs> if, if, like, a snowflake had fell on the bar in any of those lifts, right? I remember, I remember watching those. I was like... 
damn, like, I've never seen someone execute a meet to perfection to where, like, there's no. nothing more you could have given nothing more. Yeah. You, you walk back in the warm-up room and be like, I'm good, that's more, I, I have no, you're not looking at your hand like, what the fuck are you doing? No, that's the no, best. You, you, do, best you do that and you go nine for nine. Yeah, you're not walking back thinking, oh, I had another two and a half you're kilos. Hands. You're like, yeah. Yeah, and she was actually, she said, like, uh, leading up to, she thought she was going to lift a little more. And this is why a handler is so important, because if it was totally up to her, God knows what she would have put on the bar, because your expectations as a lifter, you know, like, you get emotionally attached to certain numbers. But when you're the yeah. handler, you're like, this is what you got on today. This is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And the fucking Garys know a thing or two about handling. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the Jen Thompson, Sam Calhoun rematch? Uh, I like to err on the side of just like greatness. So I'm just gonna say that Jen's gonna probably get it again. So just like re solidify her, uh, Dude, her place in history. So. If she uh, does I, that, I, 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 I like stories like that. Yeah. So, I'm glad somebody yeah, picked Jen. No, it can't be unanimous yeah. decision for Sam. Someone's got to pick Jen, that's for sure. Is there, any, is there anybody that you think walking in here that you're excited about you think is gonna have a breakthrough nationals? Is somebody um, you've been watching that you're looking for? For the most part, it's mostly just uh, Amanda, just because like she's been getting a lot of steam on social media and just like seeing her lips, like I'm up. I'm just excited to watch uh, whatever kind of pressure we put on someone that's been running away with something. Yeah, not like like Danielle or anything like that. I just like seeing like people like compete. Yeah, yeah one hundred percent. You need to see a rivalry for sure. One hundred percent. So, uh, listen, you know, speaking of, so we have Amanda on in like five minutes, my man. Appreciate you coming on and getting your input. We would love to have you um, either after this or leading into Arnold's Do It Again or probably into Worlds. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We're not putting a credit on you just yet, but God knows you're one of the favorites. So, good luck, champ. Do you have any parting words to anyone you want to thank before we, we let you go? No, not, nothing. Just want to thank you guys. Uh, just like you in general, just like how you've grown the social media page and King of Lifts and like the, the work that you've been with that page and like giving back to the community in terms of giving content and like interviewing people or kind of putting power on a platform that they normally wouldn't be in. Uh, I just really appreciate that. So I think you're doing a really good job growing the sport, like being the voice of powerlifting. I know that my mom kind of like, She's like, man, the announcer was so, was so good. You know, yeah, me at the end of my scene, I just kept, you know, he's, he had to talk about this one, that one. I'm like, hey, man, you know, Ryan's good. So, uh, <laughs> I think you're doing a, like a really, really good job, and like you're filling a spot that is a big void in the sport for, for quite some time. So. Thank you very yeah. much, sir. Uh, you just put a smile on my face and made my day. Um, yeah. Listen, man, we'll talk to you soon, and good luck, champ. All right, appreciate yeah. it. Y'all be easy. See you, buddy. All right, peace. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I do think him, him, uh, his weight class, 83 kilo, that's got, like, 93 is big, 105 is big, look at USA Raw Nationals, there's not very many runaways. Well, when I look at the primetime schedule and you see that primetime is, that whole slot is taken up by 83 kilo lifters, that's telling you something. Let, let, let me, and one thing that we're not even talking about is, you got guys like Charlie Dixon, who yeah. is now a 93 kilo lifter, but yeah. still... Was yeah. left off the prime time. Yeah. A world champion and the 83 is left off the yeah. prime time because his qualifying total isn't enough to make him. You know, I'm glad we had Russell on here because, um, yeah, Rob Ali, Jesus. I, we, we, look at, there's so many dudes. You, you, can, you can fall off the radar because said, it's that thick. I said, I won't be surprised if some guy lifting in, not even the prime time, just in the regular 
Yeah. 83 kilo is putting up a total that's going to actually rival a primetime guy. It's funny, uh, Russell was like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is Rob Ali kind of scaring the shit out of me when I see his numbers. Uh, look at, man. I mean, Russell, uh, or sorry, uh, Rob Ali. Yeah, man. His numbers are phenomenal. 650, for those of you, if you had seen it when we posted it, move smooth. I don't know how much it, weight he cuts. He doesn't look like he's a big 80. He doesn't look like he's a big 83. It but should transfer. That looked like his last warm up in the back yeah. before yes. he goes up and pulls. Last warm up. His 640 dead. Last warm up. Warm up. Not yeah. platform. Not platform. Warm up. So where does he end? Somewhere in the late sixes. And his bench, if it's a workable, I think you would, did you see a 400 or 402? The only so? bench I saw was a 320 for easy. Okay, so if he's around 400 bench, man, he's, a pla- he's, he's platform ready. He's, is he podium ready? God damn. Only because this, this, this competition is so It's big. so it's hard to pick anything. A right guy now. like him, if he doesn't hit the podium, it, it, look at it, if none of these guys make a podium, it doesn't mean fuck all in terms of they're not good. Dude, these guys are phenomenal. No, it's not a slight on that whatsoever. You come in fifth, you're a monster. You come in yeah. fifth, you're a monster. You come in fifth, you're putting up a total that would have been in the top three, potentially. Yeah. That IPF world system. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're an absolute monster. This is a monster. And that's top three with not discrediting Gibbs taking just a complete, again, historical world record Dead. performance. Yeah. And Gibbs, you know, it, yeah. it only makes Gibbs have to work harder and push push himself more looking at, you know, Gibbs is going to be watching this USAP on Ron Nats. Oh, yeah. Because he's 100%. like, who the fuck do I got to deal with a world? It's going to be a beast. And if, you know what, they can send two guys some years. And if they send two guys, which they might, looking at this which, field. looking at this roster, you got to think they're sending two from Gibbs has got his, Gibbs has got his, uh, he's got his work cut out for him. And you can't have a bad day. Even Gibbs, who had a phenomenal 2018, um, you know, if he has a bad day, 2017 day, Yep. You can't afford it. And it's, it's, it's good. Sports need rivalries, just like Russell was saying. Um, I got to agree with him. But, uh, yeah, that was a good show. I'm glad Russell's on here. Like, he's, he's, he's a tough guy to root against. Eh? He is a no, good guy. He is a nice guy. Super down to earth, super likable. Yeah, especially when you're, you're the champ. And, uh, I mean, he's a super popular dude. Everybody likes Russell. And um, he's humble, man. You can approach him. And he's that dude. He's not. It's not going to his head yeah. by any means. I found it interesting. He said that his dead was the one he thought he had most left in the tank on. When you're talking about a guy that it's earlier good. in the podcast also said that he had a 720 dead in him on one of those days. That's kind of scary. Like I want to see. I don't know if um if he was like. I think he, he he's he's implying there's a little room to grow. Maybe not here at these nationals. He'll push it, but you're not, you're not obviously going to overshoot anything more than you need to win. So yeah. I don't think. Like, you know, we'll see 720 because that'll be more than you. That he's, total would be fucking monstrous. He doesn't need that. I'll be amazed if he pulls 700 because I don't think he needs it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly 100%. Like, you'd be crazy. It's too thick. Yeah. You don't, you're not going for PRs here. So he's going, him and Joey Flex will go for 9 for 9. Yeah. So he'll do what he thinks he needs to and stay tight in the pocket. I think maybe the Arnold Classic, um, when it doesn't matter as yeah. much, maybe then. Certainly at the IPF Worlds, he might need it. And IPF he, Worlds, I think he'll need it. He'll yeah, at, yes. At the same time, even in saying that, um, if you're chasing Brett, he might you might put more on than you need. Brett, look at Brett had a phenomenal 2018. If he misses his last dead, you know you you yeah. might you might have put too much on your third, thinking Brett was going to hit his third. So it's it's one of those gambles. You're like, damn it, I thought he was going to hit it because he, he hit it last yeah. year. 
This year he, he missed, it's, and now you've overshot. But guess what? His second attempt was good enough to beat your second. And now whatever it is, away. it's going to be a fun year to watch again. Oh, the way in '83, you the battles are going to line up. You could do this back and forth. And listen, for anyone listening, man, the strongest guy doesn't always win. It sometimes is who played their attempts best. It happens when you're commentating the worlds. Um, I seen it. Like I seen several times where you're like, whoa. You overshot that. Even by yep. even by two kilo, two kilo too much means you missed that lift. Now you're ten kilo behind, let alone two. Now you're in trouble. Like things shake up. Now you're chasing, and you're, you're supposed to be ahead on squats. Now you're behind. So you can't say it enough. You got especially with the field this tight. It's so good. Um, it's entertaining as shit. We're gonna have some preview shows coming up. But thank you for tuning in. We got Amanda Lawrence coming up next. I'm gonna uh, piss out my fat dick. And then um, you grab a quick bite to eat. You piss on my small dick. And grab a fight bite to eat. Thank you for tuning in. And listen, subscribe. Throw it up in your, in your IG stories. Tell people about it. You know, I mean, these guys like Russell, Amanda Lawrence, they deserve the exposure. Yeah. They deserve the coverage, man. All of these guys, we're not even just our guests, but we talk about all these other lifters. No, we're, they deserve it. We're talking about world-class athletes. They deserve, Jamar, they deserve Ali, the exposure Marcus, they're getting now. Yeah, Jamar, Ali, Marcus, Sean, all these dudes were talking about Wilson. Palmer ends and lifts. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> but, um, hey. yeah, push, help push it forward. We, we're only as big as, like, if we all rally together. Powerlifting's not big enough to stand on your own island. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try that, and it's only going to last so long. We're a lot stronger together. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. And uh, until next time, six-pack lap at Palmer's in.